Welcome everyone to Wise Talk. This is Mariposa's monthly leadership forum. Today our topic is networking and influence, how to manage what matters most. My name is Sue Beth Annis, and I'm the founder and CEO of Mariposa Leadership and I'm your host today. And for Susie it's tonight because she is in Washington, D.C. or Maryland. I am pleased that our guest today is Susie Pomerantz. She is the CEO of Innovative Leadership International. It's a Maryland-based firm which specializes in leadership coaching and business development. She is a master certified coach as well as author of the new book, Seal the Deal, The Essential Mindset for Growing Your Professional Services Business. Susie is highly regarded as a specialist in networking, marketing, and sales. She's also a um, close colleague of mine, so I'm thrilled that you have been able to join us today. So thank you so much for being here, Susie. Thank you, Sue. It's really an honor to be part of Wise Talk. And thanks for doing this at 7 o'clock at night. You bet. <laughs> um, we'll be focusing today on, of course, networking, influence, and how to sell your ideas upward. There are three particular topics we'll be focusing on. The first one is your brand and um, now who you are and, and what you're known for. The, the second topic is networking and how we can make, make it easier for, on ourselves. And then the third topic is overcoming a bad rap or a bad reputation. If we make a mistake or something, how can we go overcome that? A couple of housekeeping items. As usual, we have a full house and have a diverse group of people, both inside large companies as well as coaches and consultants. I know some of you are here just to listen and others will have questions. So after each topic, I will definitely call for questions. And um, I want to make this as relevant to each of you as possible. As a matter of decorum, I'm going to ask you to identify who you are to the group before you make your comments or ask a question. And I suggest if you are definitely on a cell phone um, and if you're in listening mood, to put yourself on mute. And you do that by pressing star six. And remember, if you do want to ask a question, you have to, you have to unmute yourself. So you have to press star six again. We are recording this session, and we'll be, it'll be on our website. And um, well, probably by next week, and definitely by mid-April. So let's get started. Let's, the first topic we want to talk about is um, our brand. And Susie, in your book, you talk a lot about branding and marketing. And um, what do you consider the first steps that we should take to figure out our our own brand? Well, you know, it, there's it's not like a step-by-step -step linear process to figure out your brand, but there are a number of places I can suggest that you start to look. And I don't think it matters in which order you look. Okay. Um, but some of the things included in figuring out your own brand would be identifying your strengths. What are you best at? What is the highest and best use of your skills? Wow, somebody's got old music. <laughs> <laughs> um, identifying your passionate purpose in your work or in your life, or what is it that you that is your well, there we go again. <laughs> we will have lovely background music yeah. while we talk about branding. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you, whatever your passionate purpose is in terms of um, what matters most to you, what, you're, what you care about, um, where you can make your unique contribution. You know, each one of us has a set of, uh, a complex set of variables that includes expertise, experience, skill sets, strengths, um, interests. And, and so all of that combined with personality contributes to your unique contribution. Mm -hmm. And we might not always know what that is. So one of the other steps would be to seek feedback from colleagues, from family members, from um, superiors, as well as direct reports, looking at what am I known for? What am I best at? What do you think people come to me for? 
Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one angle to take. Another angle would be sometimes I, I know people try to figure out what is the ideal image that I want to invent. What do I? How do I get known as the go-to person for something? Well, that involves doing a little bit of searching to figure out what that something is that mm-hmm. you want to be known as the go-to person for. Mm-hmm. But you can intentionally craft your image that way. And then the other piece of that is once you figure out how you want to be branded, you actually have to start speaking that new game, right? You have mm-hmm. to start communicating from that place so that mm-hmm. so that you start to get known in the way you want to be known instead of in your accidental brand, which is how many of us are known. Mm-hmm. Accidental brand, I like it. Yeah. Because <laughs> we have a brand. It just depends on whether we're ex- ex- explicit or if it's clear or not. Or if we're even aware. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. Like you know, we, we all have a brand, but are we yeah. even aware of how we're being perceived? Exactly, exactly. And I, I mean, same with strategies. Like companies all have strategies. They may not be, it may not be explicit, but there's all, there's something there that that, that that they're operating against. Right. So, you know, I would, I would advise branding is not just for the self-employed or for corporations. It's for folks moving around inside an organization mm-hmm. too to start thinking about, you know, if I want to increase my visibility, if I want to lead through influence, if I want to be able to sell my ideas, I need to be known by the right people or by a lot of people for something. I need mm-hmm. to differentiate myself in my internal market inside the organization. So you use the word differentiate. I think that that's important because the problem with brands sometimes is that it's the same old thing. There's a lot of people that have that same reputation or same um, competency, let's say. Right. They're trying to differentiate us from all the other senior directors in the company. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. What about running a team? That's a little bit. I think a little bit different. It is a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. With a team, most of the time, a team is um, the victim of an accidental brand. Mm-hmm. So I'm working with an organization's leadership team right now that was shocked to find in focus groups that they are perceived as um, antagonistic and the the them and the us them mentality of the mm-hmm. organization and. They're really quite vilified by the organization when you look at the focus group data. And they were shocked to find that out, that that was their accidental brand, that they had no idea. And the reason for that was that they never intentionally set about crafting how they wanted to be known as a leadership group. You know, they each had their own image as powerful leaders on the leadership team. But when they came together as a leadership group trying to communicate a consistent message, albeit communicated amongst the different styles of the various leaders that make up the leadership team, there's still a consistent and aligned message that they want to communicate. So part of branding as a team has to do with alignment around that consistent message. And and it also has to do with um, really intentionally crafting what you as a leadership team want to be known for, not you as the CEO, you as the COO, you as the VP, you as the HR director, et cetera. So when you look at the whole leadership team and all the all the various senior vice presidents there, you want to look at what do we as an entity, if you figure that the senior leadership team is a separate entity as if, um, in a, as if it is another individual on the team that needs its own brand to be identified and crafted intentionally. Mm-hmm. So one way to do that would be to start out through focus groups or interviews to identify what is the current brand. Um, right. Do some kind of a gap analysis to figure out the, you know, if you start with what you want to be known for and then you do some focus groups to figure out your accidental brand or your current brand, doing a little bit of gap analysis there and then crafting the intentional brand versus the automatic brand and um, and then everyone consistently communicating the party line, as it were. Mm-hmm. So you're really differentiating between intentional brand and and you're calling it automatic or accidental brand. Right. Yeah, I like that. Okay. So once we know the brand, so we've gone gone through some sort of, an analysis, whether it's a gap analysis or 
merely ask a couple of questions to uh, to our favorite people or our not favorite people, whatever. Once we know what that is and we've decided on it, what's the best way to spread the word on it in, in, in a way that, that makes sense? Okay, so my flip answer to that is tell people. Right. <laughs> um, but, you know, going a little more deeply, it, it's really – there's so something interesting happens when – you ch when you try to shift a brand or try to intentionally craft a brand because you've trained people up until now to see you the way they, they already see you. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of evidence to support the accidental brand or the up until now brand. Um, and so if you're trying to consciously create a separate brand or a, a new distinction, whether it's about yourself or about the team, the trick is to have people start to see you consistent with the new mm -hmm. theme, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But they're they're there's no reason for them to want to do that automatically. So you have to tell them that you want them to do that. You have to ask people if they're willing to see you in, through new eyes, if they're willing to see you anew. And as an individual, it's a little easier than as a group. As an individual, you can do it informally by saying, hey, you know, I'm working on some um, things for my own development or for my own promotability or I'm, I'm managing my career from this different place and I'm looking to make these changes. And, and here's what I'm working on. And would you be willing to observe me over the next few weeks, months, you know, pay period, whatever, um, and give me some feedback about whether or not I'm starting to show up that way for you. Mm -hmm. Because then you're starting to create a listening amongst your audience, your intended audience, even if they're just coworkers, mm -hmm. of how you'd like them to see you anew. And then the the secret to that, to making that happen, is really aligning all of your actions to sure. be consistent with your new image. Sure, of course. Okay. Um, but to also continue asking people if it's working, you know, hey, I'm trying out a new style, is it working? Or, well, yeah. and, and then also getting people, giving people permission to call you out on the mat if you're Well, right, because if you're going to ask them to look, you, think you have to take the feedback. Because I think what I liked about what you said is that it's coming from a developmental perspective. It's, right. It's, it's, um, it's not coming from, oh, I want to get promoted, so therefore I want to change my brand. Right. That may happen, and that may be, may, may be an intention, but it's not something something necessarily that you – put out there as much as I want to, I'm working on myself, I'm working on my career. Or it may be I'm, I'm looking to improve my leadership skills, and one of the ways I want to do that is increasing my executive presence. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, I'm working on my communication style. Mm -hmm. and so, yeah, so even though you're being, I think, direct, which I agree with, you're being direct with people, you're doing it for developmental reasons so people can probably, people, it, it's palatable for people. Yes. Yeah. Because I think that sometimes what happens is, is that people are scared or, anxious about tooting their own horn. So do you have any ideas about doing that without being obnoxious? Yeah. You know, there's um, – I, I have to chuckle to myself because I remember working with a group of attorneys, and there was this lovely woman who was an attorney from Louisiana, so she had a very charming southern accent, which I'm not even going to try to mimic because I, I wouldn't be respectful in doing so. Um, but she stood up at, at a conference that we were doing, and, and she talked about um, how necessary it is for us to do shameless self-promotion, particularly as women in organizations. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and and people chuckled at the time, but there was a lot of resistance about shameless self-promotion. It sort of became a tag word amongst the group that I was dealing with. But um, but I, I think that's what you're asking about. You know, yeah. how do I how do I express my strengths and my skill set and my unique contribution in a way that doesn't look like I'm um, you know climbing the corporate ladder intentionally or just um, tr you know just trying to to be 